In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. That winter chill here in Florida is in full effect. That's why I'm wearing a sweater, Chris Cato. It, it was in the 60s this morning, so what does Florida winter look like? Uh, it's like maybe a sweatshirt, light sweatshirt, flip-flops. Uh, that is that is a Florida winter for you. I almost wore socks today. I thought about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, not that chilly. I mean, it's basically spring up north, but with Christmas lights and pumpkin spice. That's the only that's the only difference. It's a beautiful spot yeah, to be. Yeah, we got some poinsettias yeah. hanging around, too. Yeah. Uh, we got a big show. Welcome into the Nod Pod No Off Days podcast. Let's welcome in Brian King, our producer. Uh, BK, temps have plummeted, but uh, we uh, we have a, uh, a polar bear on the program, from what I understand. Mm. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. So excited to have Pete Alonso joining us today. Wow. And the, the I'm excited quality about this. of our guests really. That's a up. big one. That is. Yeah. Good get, Brian. That was not me. That was a lot of us, Scott Smith, doing that. Well, oh, well I'm not going to compliment Scott. Good okay. get, Brian. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Kato. <laughs> if you compliment Brian, you compliment me. Um, <laughs> all right. Very good. So we got Pete, uh, of course, uh, prowess with hitting home runs. Uh, he comes off a, a record year for RBIs and uh, his Mets. Boy, they look really good this last They've season. added a couple of pieces, too. Yeah, they have done that. They've been spending some money. Perhaps he's in line for, for a little bit of a pay increase. Look forward to talking to him. Do you, polar, so polar bears, they hibernate, though, so he's going to be asleep. No, no. no I've, done, I've done research. They, they, yeah. oh. Well, we'll ask him. We'll, we'll ask him. Well, he probably a, knows more about polar if bears. If he's asleep when we get him on the Zoom, then we'll know. <laughs> At the end of the program, BK, what do we get to look forward to? I uh, got a new toy here for the Nod Pod podcast. Oh, what? What? Yes. Is it? Yeah, we uh, got some money and they. Settlers of Catan? No, it's not uh, like a spinning that. Spinning top. So Racco. <laughs> <laughs> finally. We it's finally a, get to play Racco. <laughs> yes, they. Uh, Came off some money and gave us a little toy to uh, to play with at the end of the show. So we'll okay. see how it works out. Oh, boy. I All hope right. it's edible. Yeah. Well, I got the receipt. So if it doesn't work out, we can always take it back. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, we will catch up with you in just a little bit. BK, if you are listening you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching you want to listen or subscribe, just point the camera of your smartphone at the QR code in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen. It'll take you to Nodpod headquarters. Uh, you can click listen there. Uh, we're, we have no no security at, head, at the headquarters. So we just encourage you to come in and, and take what you like freely and then share, of course, because what's ours is yours and what's yours is yours. So you're the big winner. It's like field storming. Everyone yes. just rush Everybody, onto the field, come on take out. what you need. It's a wild, wild west over here. So uh, as we look down the final quarter of this NFL season, Chris, I, I mean, I got, I got to say, I think about six of the eight divisions are – pretty well wrapped up Mm -hmm. um i don't think they're going to see much change the afc north the nfc south where the buccaneers dwell uh those two i think are still up for grabs those are the only two divisions that have less than a two-game buffer uh the afc north you got the Bengals and the ravens they're currently tied at nine and four that's going to be a very interesting finish to the season in the afc north Uh, i'm going to give the edge to the baltimore ravens there uh even though lamar jackson boy they're not playing very well concussion I think that they, I think they have a an easier rest of the schedule. But the Bengals are on fire. The Bengals are on fire. Well, I mean, I think they're both making the playoffs. Yeah. So it's just a matter of at the end of the season we shall see because it's week 18. It's the Ravens against the Bengals. Ravens got the first game. Yeah. So they, they won't lose when it comes to that tiebreaker right. at the very least. Uh, and the NFC South, you know, you give the the edge to the Bucks. Six and seven. It's a meh division. Yeah, no, no one deserves the playoff. You know, but division. when I, when you look down uh, the last four games, they have Cincinnati this week, but then it's Arizona without Kyler Murray. You got Carolina and Atlanta. Carolina's playing much better football, but you finish on the road in Atlanta. 
you compare that to a Carolina team that's got Pittsburgh, a red-hot Detroit Lions team, yeah. the Bucks, and then New Orleans. They're 5-8. and eight. They need to make up ground. They do have the first game against the Bucks in the bag already. Uh, I don't know if Atlanta's going to be there at the end. I think they have a little bit of more difficult road. They got the Ravens on the roster or on the uh, schedule as well. Okay. Uh, but the Bucks certainly have to figure it out. So it's Bucks or Panthers, basically, in the South? I think okay. so. Yeah. I think it's okay. going to come down to those two teams. I got the edge going to the Bucks at this point. They got the one-game lead with four to go. And, man, it can't get much worse than what mm. happened this last week uh, going out west to San Francisco. We knew this was going to be an L. I mean, we we anticipated it. That Niner defense is legit. Wow. I don't think we anticipated what we saw offensively from the, the Niners. Purdy, yeah. But uh, a, a very un-Tom Brady-like performance. He had two interceptions in that game, and he's really struggling with his touch on the deep ball as well. And uh, it's so un-Tom Brady-like that even after the game, one of the balls that he threw that was an interception, uh, Dre Greenlaw, a, a Niner de- defensive player, came up and actually asked Tom Brady to sign it. Can you – the gall – like, I, what would it take to go up to Tom Brady and say, can you sign that? I mean, we not know gone. his that, history with. Yeah, well, he he did make a promise that after he was picked off last year by a Jets player, Brandon Eccles, who came up and asked him for an autograph, he signed it, but he, then he said on his podcast, which is now the second most downloaded podcast after ours. No, yes. he said on his podcast that he would never do that again. He's not signing anymore footballs but then he did it again well clearly Greenlaw is not listening to Tom Brady's podcast which is a double strike against him so you intercept him and then you also don't listen to the let's go podcast I felt like it was an act of respect though out of Greenlaw like he he was very when he approached him he was like look you're the greatest ever it's an honor to play against you he did it in a very honor to intercept you and to embarrass you in front of oh he said he said the right things he said you know and I think that's why Tom took the sharpie no I'm not saying you're not well if I'm Tom you call me a poor sport if you want but like if you want me to, after we win, and you want some autographs, come on over. Well, I think let Tom me, is starting. sign your. Uh, this I'll, is the softer side of Tom. Maybe, he's starting to see the sunset of thing? his career. Oh, no, we don't Dude, want He's this. getting a little soft. Oh, you know? no, Plus, he's no. seen, like, Mike Evans and other Buccaneers players, like, give away his precious game balls to fans, and so he wants to. This is true. He knows that those footballs are precious. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. Um, so, among the list of teams that are kind of hobbling to the finish, Bucks are certainly in that list. Yeah. Uh, Titans are hobbling right now. The Dolphins have suddenly started to trip up a little bit. Uh, the teams that are hunting right now, uh, you know, Niners certainly on that list. I think they've won now six straight games. Uh, you got the, ch- the Chargers after this last week's win. Um, against the Dolphins. They finally look like the preseason expectation that we had yeah. for the Chargers. Justin Herbert, I think, kind of said, hey, look, I'm still here, guys. Wow, he's so, good. Uh, in addition to that, you got uh, the Bengals, of course, and then the Lions, the, Lions. the Detroit Lions. Do you believe, do you think that the Detroit Lions can get in? They've won five of their last six games. You know, they Dan Campbell's got the team fired up, believing. I mean, this team has just turn the season around on on a dime I, I believe since watching hard knocks in the offseason that this diehard believer team was going to be something special then they went one and six but if you look at that one and six stretch they had like four losses that were within three points and you saw them doing great things on offense jared goff looks like a reclamation project success he looks more comfortable than he's ever looked they've got weapons at wide receiver Obviously, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, good backs. But in those losses, it was the defense that was just hemorrhaging left and right. But something changed in the last – they've won, uh, what, five of their last six. Something changed with the defense. I don't know – they simplified it. There's or, been a little bit of a dip in quality of opponent, so yeah. that that has helped. But obviously, you're, 
you're seeing a better version of them. And the rest of the way, their, their schedule is not really that difficult either. They got four games to go. My guess is they they need to win three at Jets, at Panthers. Bears at home and at Packers. I think that's doable. Yeah. I think that's doable to win. I mean, at Packers at the end of the season, just knowing the history against Green Bay, that might be the L that they take. But if at nine wins, that might get you in. The other teams that are in the hunt in the NFC for the wild card, you got Washington, you have the New York Giants. Giants are kind of floundering. And you got Seattle. Yeah, and, uh, Seattle you know, floundering. I, I, th- I could see some of those guys tripping up. So, yeah, I'm going to buy right now. I, I, I'll buy that the Lions actually sneak into the playoffs, which is a bizarre thing to and say. Did you see that in that game where they beat the Vikings last Sunday that the Lions fans did a wave that lasted more than five minutes? This is how excited they are. That's uh, decades of repressed waving. That's decades of waving. waving. They're still waving. I mean, <laughs> Decades of repressed waving. Um all right, flashing back to that that Bucks game, you know this this Brock Purdy on the scene, Mister Irrelevant. He's the 262nd pick in the draft. I mean, he, he looked dynamite in that game. Wow. I mean, just the the elusiveness, the touch on on his throws, the the what they say is moxie, but the poise that he has uh, to lead that offense. You know, against the the Bucks defense did not look good, but they are a good They're defense a solid as, unit. as a yeah. whole. Uh, really impressed, but it was just kind of a. An, uh, really, um, the the nicknames of the goat against Mister Irrelevant could not have been more like polar opposite, and right. yet both kind of played the other way. Yeah. So, what do you? I mean, Mister Irrelevant. Well, that that nickname probably needs to change for at least for, jo- well, for uh, Brock. Well, I was going to ask. Do you think not, that's not something they call him? Around the locker room <laughs> hey, now, right? Hey, like, irrelevant. Because the Bucks have a Mr. Irrelevant on their roster, right? Ryan Suckup was Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last. Is that right? Yeah, he was Not the last really. player taken in a draft. But that name isn't. Like you're not stuck with that name, are you? That's you're not, not passed you're along. You're stuck with it, but in your rookie year, that's you kind are. of going to be your label. So I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting juxtaposition. They might have to the, change that name for the last person taken in the draft. It might be Mr. Guy, who might be pretty good. We don't know yet until the starter gets hurt. Mr. Flyer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's typically what it is. And sometimes these guys, you know, it works out. So and, and Brock Purdy might be off to a great start to his career, but um, he needs to get a new nickname. And so that got kind of got me thinking of, of nicknames and yeah. I, the best nicknames in sports. Well, Where are you at with this? I know that you're prepared. Well, go- goat is good, but there's a goat in like every sport, right? So your goat of golf is Tiger Woods. Your goat. Uh, I don't. Uh, okay, no, so I, only- I don't know that it's as clear in every sport. Okay. I mean, there's always a debate, right? Yeah, so in, in hoops, it's 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 Jordan. You got Jordan, Kareem, and no, it's LeBron. Jordan. That's pretty okay. So let's just I, go with no. Nick there's Nick. a there's an age old debate, and even Kobe gets into that conversation. He could too. be a goat. Okay, there are multiple goats. Maybe goat's not a good example of one singular <laughs> nickname. It, 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 I think the best nicknames in sports, Jordan Air Jordan. Like, yeah. how good is that? It's like iconic. the guy is named after. The after shoes, that he fly- he's oh. named after shoes. That's incredible. <laughs> yes, that's where they got the yeah. shoes. No, he's named after the substance he flies through. Uh, NBA has a bunch of them. Doctor J. Yeah. That's uh, great. Pistol Pete. Everyone Pistol knows who Pistol Pete, Pete yeah. is. Uh, now more modern. Ice Trey. Ice Trey is one of the coolest nicknames you that could have for Trey Young. Clever. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, stick sticking in hoops. I think the, the the best basketball nickname that I can recall is Round Mount or Rebound. Oh, that, that's a good one. Charles Barkley. Yeah, so really a, a little bit of a slap in the face, but you know the other. He also has two nicknames. It's Sir Charles as well. So um, in in baseball, you got the Say Hey Kid, Willie Mays. Yeah, that's fantastic. Shoeless Joe. Shoeless Joe. Yeah, I mean that, that that's a nickname that's kind of been dragged through the mud a little bit, but uh, one of the best. 
baseball players of all time. Uh, the Fridge, William Perry. Yeah, you know that's part a, that's of that a great classic one. Bears team. Um, I got I got a NASCAR one for you. Give me one. And I maybe maybe Brian would know this one. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville, Bill Elliott. That's a really good that one. Is, yeah, yeah. That, that comprehensive. What is the most recognizable NASCAR nickname? The most famous of all time? Would you say? Well, it's got to be the king, probably. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> I was going to go with the Intimidator. That, that that's too. a really I, good name. It's that's one A, one B, probably. Yeah. BK, do you have a thought on that? Which one? Oh, it's got to be the king. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Okay, I thought that was Elvis. One A. <laughs> There's multiple kings. Who was too. the Who yeah. was the king? No, don't tell me. It's petty. Yeah. Okay. It's petty of me not to know. Um, I like my. You know, what my favorite sports nickname of all time is. I don't know why, but it was I was a big baseball card collector in in, in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, back when I was two, no, I was a little older than that. Uh, Oil Can Boyd. I just loved yeah. Dennis Oil Can Boyd. I didn't know why they called him that, and so now that I know why I call him that, I think I like it better. Why do they call him that? Grew up in Meridian, Mississippi, Scott. Where as youth, uh, that was their code name for beer. When the youth would want to get a beer, can. let's go get a can of there oil. You go. Yeah, I like so, it. Yeah. That's good. Uh, the Microwave, remember Vinny Johnson? Played with the Pistons, the Bad Boys? I do. That's a good name. Yeah, he could like heat up in an instant. Uh, bad nicknames. <laughs> um, Adam Dunn. Do you know what they called Adam Dunn? The slugger who played for the Reds? One and done. <laughs> Big Donkey. Um, <laughs> Mark Sanchez. Who was he? Uh, butt Fumble. Well, that wasn't his nickname. <laughs> These are good. The Sanchez. Oh, they called him the. That was a bad nickname. Yeah, bad nickname. You know, uh, boxing has some of the best nicknames. Who you got? Well, the, my favorite one's Bone Crusher Smith. James Bone yeah, Crusher okay. Smith. Uh, does anything sound more appropriate? Yeah, no. That's and plus, he's a he's a Smith. So as you know, they don't have the most. You got to have a nickname. That's my grandpa, actually. Yeah. Uh, Butterbean. There Ash. You go. Butterbean Ash. I don't even know his first name. His it's nickname. Just Butterbean. So. Butter and then Bean. I believe is his last name. All right. Okay, Chris, we got to move along here um, because I, this this thing kind of crossed my my path here on Twitter. It, it is the uh, top twenty five head coaches with the most and the least swagger. We have a swagger list. Cue Ooh. the swagger list music. <laughs> Do you know what swagger even is? Loosely defined. Okay. If you would say the number one coach in college football was swagger, who would you put number one? Well, right now, and I'm assuming this is why this list came out. It's prime time. It's Dion, right? Dion Sanders. Yeah. Now, who would you give number two to? Well, I'm biased, but I would say Nick Saban. I mean, let's see. Nick Saban is number five on this list of most swagger. I think he was slided a little bit. Yes, yeah, but it's one of his understudies. So you're in the coaching tree. One of his understudies. Um, oh, Lane. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. yeah, he's the one that actually retweeted. You know this. what? He's got great Twitter swagger, but in person, he's super boring. Well, I hear that. I mean, I think he's actually pretty humorous in person as well. That's what everybody says about him. Everyone said, okay, we're talking to different people. I least, hear a- least swagger. Le- least swagger. In we'll, coaching, stay, um, we'll stay in the SEC for this one. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, least swagger. Oh, uh, I know. Um, Brian Kelly. Dorky. <laughs> Dorky is all get out. I, I'll never forget him dancing with those recruits in the video. doing the. He was doing kind of the grease thing, or, and he's like swirling around these, these five-star players. And so it was bad. So, oh, and then he so does bad. the um, introduction speech yeah. at the basketball game and puts on the southern accent. Does that, add, does that add to his swag? If he would have pulled it off, maybe. Yeah. But everybody saw through it immediately. All right. So uh, now what is your – we don't have a list, but we can make our own list. Um, NFL. Coaches with the most swagger, most swagger. So most, I, I, I mean, I swagger is like a like a cool confidence. Like it's not necessarily means 
To, to me, it's like most accomplished. Right. But there's a combination of the two. Right. I think. I, my, my number one is probably Sean McVay, right? He's, uh, he's my number yeah, one, too. He's, he's got the cool hair. He's kind of buff. He's got the Campbell Soup commercials. He's got a Super Bowl ring. He can do that thing where he remembers the play that he called 12 years ago. Yeah. You know, uh, Number two for me is Mike Tomlin. Like You don't get ah. much more swaggy than Mike we're, Tomlin. We're on the same page so far. Okay. Right, let's see if we can make it three in a row. Andy Reid. Andy, no. Andy Reid has a lot of swagger. No, he's yes, he's I got awesome. Andy Reid on my no swagger. Andy Reid, no, Andy Reid is funny. He, he is funny, but he's, he's a great he's coach. Con- he's confident not, too. Not, he's not swagger. Remember in the pandemic no. year when he wore that uh, the face shield? Like that took swagger to no. pull that off. No, <laughs> yes, he is you don't swaggy. Know what swagger means? He is dripping no. with swag. He's, no, no, he, he, he draws. Much. Kyle Shanahan is my number three. He's got way more swag. And Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan for sure. Yeah. He, Okay, he seems yeah. vanilla to and me. And I even got well, but it's a I don't know. He's kind of got the flat brim look. He's he's kind of cool, calm, collected. He, he's a great play caller, and uh, and his team's winning. I don't know. Uh, John Harbaugh actually yeah. I have as on my sweater. Opposite list. of his brother, I don't consider Jim. No, have, Jim, have, yeah, Jim's. In fact, let me see. Is Jim on the non-swagger list? He should be with Jim his khaki Harbaugh pants is, and his weird sayings. He is on the. He's 10th in swagger. Well, he should He's be tenth in swagger. lower than that. Uh, but, yeah, I think John Harbaugh has swagger. No Yo, swagger? No swagger. Can I say one more swagger? Because we yeah. mentioned the, the Lions, Dan Campbell. That dude's got swagger. I don't know. You don't I don't think know so? if he's got... Is he on your non-swagger list? No, I, he's not on the list because he was, he was kind of a little bit of a enigma. Um, yeah. The enigma list. <laughs> he's Well, because he, he's, uh, he's a motivational guy. Yeah. Um, he's fired up. I'd love to play for him, but I don't think he's um, – I, I wouldn't classify him as swagger. Okay. I Who I he, have on my no swagger list, uh, Nathaniel Hackett's on there. I got Andy Reid as my number one no swagger. Really? And I got I got Bill Belichick on my no he, swagger Bill as well. Belichick's my number one no swagger. Yeah, I might I might be convinced of why, why is that? He's a computer, right? It's because he's a computer. He's, yeah, yeah. There's just a part of him that um, though he is – you know, the best coach that the NFL has ever had. Six Super Bowls, There's but no just, swagger. Yeah, no swagger. I don't yeah. know. I need, I need somebody else to define swagger for me. And then I, Todd Bowles I got on my no swagger list. Oh, every coach in the NFC South. Todd Bowles, Arthur Smith, oh, Dennis, Arthur Smith, Dennis no Allen, yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole NFC South. Yeah. That's the problem that, with it. None division, of the coaches have That division has no swag. What about um, Matt Eberflus? I don't even. I, I don't think you can have swag with a last name like Eberflus. I don't think I yeah. pronounced it the right way, but he can't have swag. Oh, how about Mike McDaniel? He looks like a great. He's so far things are working out, but Middle he looks of the like road. looks yeah. like you could be. He could be your barista, not an NFL head coach. Well, that's a slam against baristas. I, I'd say that a lot of baristas have some swag, but uh, <laughs> spoken you, like my a friend, former barista, have no swag. Let's get to somebody that actually does have swag, though. What do you say? Do it. He is one of the best power hitters in the game. Both the New York Mets single-season home run leader and RBI leader. We welcome Tampa Zone Pete Alonzo to the program. Welcome right. on in, Pete. In doing some fastidious research on polar bears for this interview, given your nickname, uh, I learned that polar bears actually don't don't hibernate. So I guess the question for yep. you is, do you hibernate in the offseason? Um, it depends. Um, but I mean, from working and getting my body ready to play, absolutely not. It's, it's always, it's always trying to get better and, and see how I can improve, uh, for the next season. What does that off season workout regimen look like? Um, so typically I take, uh, two to three weeks, uh, just to recover. 
uh, from playing 180 something games, uh, including spring training. But uh, typically after that, it's just uh, conditioning and weight training uh, all the way through the holidays. And then as soon as January hits, you start to blend in uh, the baseball work with uh, conditioning and, and strength work. So fielding, throwing, hitting, all that starts in January, but pretty much everything uh, body-wise and, and health-wise, that's that pretty much never stops. I'm curious what the best mashing dingers workout is. Yeah. <laughs> is there a, a, a good mashing dingers workout? Yeah, uh, I think for me, I think one of the best best things to do is uh, is uh, definitely uh, some some deadlifts because you have to hold on the bar, um, and especially if you're strong, you have to hold the weight with your hands, keep engage the core, and then obviously lift with your legs. So um, it's basically a whole body workout. Um, I think I think deadlifting is probably one of the most beneficial uh, exercises if done properly. How much can you deadlift? Have you maxed out recently? Uh, I, I try not to because if you max out, uh, that's when you get in the danger zone with like pulling a muscle or or doing something bad to the ligaments. But like um, typically, like my max for like four is like. I think like 450 like i can do that like in the last set for four but i mean it's not like i'm trying to just throw it all throw it all everything i can on there and just do one because like for me my job isn't to be uh like lift the most weight my job is to is to try and be healthy for uh 180 something games a pound for every foot of distance you want on your home run ball i think <laughs> sounds sounds like I the mean, rule. that's yeah, I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad way to put it. It's working out well, man. You've been a phenomenon since entering the majors, two-time home run derby champion, and just a celebrity now back in your hometown of Tampa. We're not going to give out your uh, exact location during this interview, but it looks like you're somewhere in sunny Florida. When you come back to Tampa, yes. are, you, are you mobbed by people? Are you recognized? Sure. Is, uh, does that no. happen now? No, really? No, so Tampa, like, because I grew up there and there's a lot of people that, that knew me, like, growing up. So New York is more, like, where you have that aspect of the, like, the, the first, I'm the first baseman of the New York Mets when I'm in New York and during the baseball season. But when I'm home, like, I'm, I'm just Pete. Like, I'm, I'm the guy that went to Plant High School. I'm the guy that mm-hmm. everyone, like, kind of grew up with or if – older it's like okay like i watched watched him grow up so it's like for me i'm just uh just another guy pretty much in tampa and for me it's it's home because it's people i grew up with and um and people that 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 know me you know that is that is a common theme that you hear from folks that play you know either from tampa or even play currently in this market that is that tampa just has a little bit more of a laid-back vibe for for big names like pete that you know they can go out they can still live a decent life they don't get mobbed by fans you know maybe that's maybe that's unique to just our area so so when you do go to tampa what spots do you like to hit since you can have some you know normalcy well, I mean, I, I think Tampa for me, it's, I mean, there's so many new spots that, I mean, it's changed so much since, uh, since I was growing up. I mean, growing up, it was just like, you go to your same, you go to the same watering holes or your favorite restaurants. It's just kind of like a handful, but now with like Armature Works, Water Street, uh, a couple of the new hotels, like the JW or the Edition, like in downtown, it's just wild. Uh, I mean, channel side, it, now it's not even channel side it's called sparkman's wharf like that's totally new like for me it's like 
now it's because Tampa is changing and growing so much. It's like, I have to rediscover new things about the city, which is, which I think is awesome, especially um, since how much Tampa has been growing. Well, Dairy Joy is still here. We still got that. Dairy Joy is, but they expanded, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah, Dairy Joy Well, here's what I really want to know. How do the steakhouses in New York compare to Burns? Have mm, you compared those good two? Question. So, in t- okay, so this is funny. So Burns is my favorite restaurant in Tampa, but nice. Charlie's is my favorite steakhouse. Okay. Okay. Well, so, Burns is the is an experience. It's the dessert room. Yeah, it's the wine the cellar. Sides, it's, yeah, yes. all that. Yeah, I mean that's the but like if i just want to go and and just like put down a a nice steak then i'm because like charlie's has a unique flavor because they got the wood burning pit that gets up to 1200 degrees it's just like an extremely unique like flavor and taste and you can't really get that um anywhere else Mm. but in new york like there's absolutely lights out restaurants lights out steakhouses but for me tampa like there's places that I grew up going to and it's like it, it's really difficult to replace those yeah. but new york it's like you get the michelin stars you get the up-and-coming like celebrity chefs you have like it's it's like a different style and, and different cuisine of food of foods pete sounds like a foodie a little bit i like yeah. it I yeah absolutely yeah all right i gotta ask you about growing up in tampa and uh and when you kind of realized that you had i mean was do you feel like you had a natural gift for hitting the long ball at what age did that start to register like wow okay I'm doing things a little bit different than everybody else. Well, I for me growing up, I played a ton of sports. I played five different sports at one time. Um, but for me, baseball was always like my number one passion. And um, I, I could always hit. So like, it wasn't just like the hitting home runs. Like it was like my bat to ball was always was always good. It's just something that I've always loved to do. I've always loved to hit. I've always loved to, to be out there and, and play baseball. So, um, I mean, it's just one of those things that like, for me, I just, it, it's as much as it was a, a gift, it was also like a passion. So some people can be blessed with something that they're really, really good at, but then totally hate it. So, but mm-hmm. for me, I'm fortunate enough to, to really like love the sport and love what I do. Um, and then also like I, I had like a, an, an innate passion and innate ability to play baseball. So I got really lucky with, with both of those things. And I mean, I hit my first over the fence home run, uh, when I was nine and I mean, it just got addicting and I just wanted to keep, (laughs) keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it and keep going, um, keep getting better. And I mean, I've always wanted to be a, I've always wanted to be a professional baseball player. There's never been a moment where I, I haven't wanted that. I got to think that it feels a little bit better when you when not only you're accomplishing it as an individual, but then when your team is really good. And you guys had a really good, a special group last year, 101 wins, making it to the playoffs for the first time in your major league career. What was last year like for you in that run? I know that there was still some meat left on that bone at the end of the season, but getting yeah. that first taste of the playoffs. I mean, it was, it was really special because um, I, I, the one thing that, sticks in my mind last year is that like we all were pulling for each other we all cared about each other and that's the reason why i mean obviously you have talent but if you mix talent with quality people you're going to equal results and that's one of the big things that um i mean it 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 really stunk to to fell short and we're just going to use that as motivation for next year but i mean the group that we had was, was really really special 
Well, they brought back some uh, some key pieces, uh, some big money mm-hmm. being thrown around. You yeah. add a Justin Verlander, a guy that has experience. He has the the most recent World Series uh, experience. Uh, what does a, adding a guy like that to your already pretty stacked team? What does that do? Well, I, I don't know. I haven't uh, I haven't talked to Justin. I haven't met Justin, but I, I mean, I know that he's extremely decorated, and I mean, he's a winner. I mean. Yeah not just like individually i mean the accolades are that he has a ridiculous but i mean he's he's a flat-out winner so it's going to be really exciting to have him on the squad and i'm just really excited to to kind of see what what he brings and what he's about like every single day and i mean that's the that's the fun and exciting thing because you can't you can't really tell at the beginning but when you get 100 games in 120 games in that's when you get a really good feel of it so i'm really excited to go through that go through that journey and, and go to battle every day. Have you faced Justin as a, as a bat? I know, you know, he was injured a lot when you were kind of doing your thing. Uh, have you had any plate appearances against Justin? Not uh, in the actual season because uh, the, I mean, the American league and uh, actually, yeah, I think I faced him twice this year. Um, I mean, didn't go, didn't go as planned. I mean, I, I think I like fouled out and then lined out or something like that, but like, it wasn't like, it wasn't anything – I mean, my results weren't really anything to, to write home about, but, I mean, he pitched really well that day against us, like really, really well. Is there a pitcher that you find um, especially – and you've had success against a lot of them, but is is there one or two that you, you find especially difficult that you kind of have to, um, you know, psych yourself up for for going up against? Well, I wouldn't say psych myself up, but, like, there are certain guys that just have a, an extremely unique look, like – uh, for example, uh, Josh Hader, closer for the mm-hmm. Brewers, like his stuff is just, or not, he's not with the Brewers anymore. He's with the Padres, excuse me, he got traded over. But his stuff is, is just different. His release points funky, his wind ups funky, and I mean the ball explodes out of his hands. So it, it's there's certain guys where it's like if it's just different and a uh, new look that you haven't seen before, you really gotta. And video doesn't tell the whole story. It's one thing you gotta learn. It's trial by fire, and you gotta. You learn from learn from failures, and then if you succeed, then you gotta do what you, do what you can to fight like hell to stay where you are. You, along with everybody else, watch this uh, the off season. Uh, Aaron Judge sweepstakes. Uh, he lands a, a a pretty hefty contract with the New York Yankees. I gotta think that you know, as you kind of look down the road a little bit, this makes you feel good about what's in your future too, right? Yeah, uh, but again, like he he earned every bit of it. I mean, he was he was the best world, uh, best player in the world in his platform year, and I mean he, I mean he had an opportunity to, um, uh, to sign a contract at the beginning of the year, but like he bet on himself and then and then won, and that's really really cool because a lot what a lot of people don't realize is that as athletes and or just people in general like. Uh, with businesses and such like you have to bet on yourself you don't get anywhere in life without having confidence and betting on yourself and not taking the easy way out and he he faced his challenge and and he conquered it which is incredible and I mean it's admirable and I mean he he really had an amazing season so I mean I'm happy for him and how that affects me is like listen I gotta as much as like me and him are compared because we are like power hitters in the New York market. It's like, I, I have to have like two excellent seasons, you know? And, and ultimately like I want to win a championship. I mean, that's, yeah. that's first and foremost. So I just want to prepare myself the best I can to, 
uh, to help my team uh, climb the mountain. Well, you championship is first and foremost, but I know home runs are important to you. You've said, uh, you know, during the home run derby that you consider yourself the best power hitter in the game. So when you look at a number, you've already broken one Aaron Judge record, which was the record for most home runs by a rookie, uh, 53. I know he's AL, you're NL, but when you look at that number he put up last year, 62, is that something that um, that you set your, your goals on? Is that achievable for you? I think that if I, if I get the right uh, – if I get the right pitches and capitalize on it, then I mean, I, I think it, it, it may could happen, but also again, I have to capitalize on, on pitches in my zone and, and not give in. And the reason why he hit so many homers is because he was so ridiculously disciplined and he didn't miss their mistakes. And in baseball, you only, especially, especially if you're a, a power guy that, that hits for a decent amount of average, you don't really get a lot of of those home run pitches or those drivable pitches. You got to make them count. He and boy, he he made him pay. And I feel like if if I can be consistent, I mean, it's it's possible for sure. Yeah. Well, the celebs always like to come out these uh, for, for you know in New York and uh, and they show out. Obviously, we see them at the Yankee games. But the Mets, when I think when I think Mets, I think the biggest celeb is Jerry Seinfeld. Do you have? Jerry Seinfeld's cell phone number. Has he ever texted you? Have you ever exchanged messages with Seinfeld? I Jerry is an unbelievable guy, um, and I having a, I have I will say that I have a I have a pretty good relationship with Jerry, which is which is awesome. I mean he's a he's a great dude, and I mean I I will say that he he's a really awesome guy, really cool dude, and I. I'm really happy to have a good relationship with him. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, I think he means. I think what he's telling us is he and Jerry are yada yada yada. Text, that's, yes, yeah, exactly. basically. That's what. Yeah. All right, I got to ask you about the big event that's coming back to Tampa here. Battle for the Bay. The Alonzo Foundation is putting it on January 14th at Plant High School. You and your wife Haley are hosting this home run derby that sounds amazing for youth baseball players and softball players. And you're bringing in some friends. Uh, other than what I've already explained, give us an idea of what to expect in the new year. So it's just going to be, I mean, we're hoping to just have a, a just super fun event. And what we want to do is uh, we just want to be able to give back um, to the community. And the way that we're going to do that is we're going to have um, a home run derby, a youth home run derby for both baseball and softball. And basically the whole idea is just to inspire kids just to get out there and, and play and just get out there. Because for me, you know, baseball has really blessed me. Um, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm a big leaguer, but some of the best memories I have are when I was younger and some of the relationships that I was able to, to foster, like during Little League, during um, high school baseball and during Legion ball. So during all of that, all of those times, it's it's not just um, playing the game. It's having good, good and positive relationships. It's having a goal and working towards something. And I feel like today uh, or today more now than ever, especially with how how much everything is online and, and digital um we want to get kids especially in the underprivileged areas out there and playing and um how we're going to this event is going to raise a ton of money we're going to redo uh some fields that really need some uh love and care awesome. um because without having a good safe field um i mean the, the baseball or softball playing experience is isn't really that fun because a it's not safe and then b 
um, if you don't have a good looking field and it's like, okay, like no one really, it's like, it's, it's a bad look on the sport because it's like, if you don't take care of the field, then no one really, no one really cares to be out there. And I, I think that for, for me, baseball has helped me so much throughout my youth and development, not just develop physical baseball or sports skills. It, it helps you develop life skills. They help you deal with failure, work for something, um, better yourself in a, in a positive way that teaches you and the game can teach you life lessons. And that's what we want to kind of help. And that's the reason why we want to do this event because we're, this event is obviously going to be super fun and, and awesome. Uh, we're going to have, um, a bunch of vendors out there. We're going to have food. We're going to have drinks, uh, some great entertainment. Um, I mean, me and a, a few other, other of the local guys are going to be uh, competing or not really competing, but just having a fun, fun little power showcase. Um, but the whole purpose is, is just to give back to the Tampa area. Cause for me, it's near and dear to my heart. And um, without my experiences on the ball field and with teammates and with different people, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So by raising money and we want to be able to redo some fields that that really really need need some love and help so it sounds like an incredible event yeah. and a lot a lot of fun in fact i hear that you guys might have to reconfigure some of the seating arrangement there to pack in as many people <laughs> as you want to get out there to plant uh so how can people buy tickets yeah so anyone can uh go on uh lonzo foundation dot uh, org get your tickets and again like please feel free to come by it's from uh three to six and it's going to just be an unbelievable time it's going to be a great time um i mean and also me and a couple other pro guys are going to be there so we're going to you're going to have a chance to meet and greet with me and um and a few other uh, pro guys drop, drop some from, names drop some names who you got um <laughs> it's kind of like the jerry seinfeld thing oh it's, yeah it's on the hush huh? i okay. mean there's a, well, I don't. I don't want to say anything without guys like confirming. I don't gotcha. want to. I see I you haven't asked them yet, but but they won't say no to the polar bear. I have. I have asked. I just need answers. It's just tough <laughs> because like everyone, like for pro guys, it's like that's the time when people are trying to get ready for spring training, and I, I want to be very, like, and I want to be like cognizant of, of their time. But I've I've asked some people. I'm just waiting on some answers back. Well, if I may, if you do have someone drop out at the last minute, our Scott Smith here <laughs> swings a pretty mean stick. <laughs> He's been involved right. in media home run derbies. I think he could put on a show. Now, my only request is that what price would I have to pay to throw to you at the actual <laughs> home run derby? How much work well, do I need to put in in this right arm to get it ready? Well, uh, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, you're going to need to throw to me first um, <laughs> also, and then I would appreciate uh, – a nice donation to the Alonzo Foundation. Okay, That's well, the price. There, I think we might have uh, something in the works. We have a blueprint now. All I'll right. cover the donation if you'll jack this guy out of the park every time he slings it to you. <laughs> oh, man. We are uh, we are looking forward to the big event here at Plant High School. And uh, you, you got you swing a big bat and you got a big heart. Yes, and, and we love it. We, we love that you represent Tampa Bay and you represent it well. The great Pete Alonzo. Thank you so much, Pete. You're great. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Well, all show long, I've been in the back of my mind been thinking about this new toy that uh, Brian keeps talking about. Um, do you have any idea? Do you have a guess? I, I, I feel like he has probably been doing some shopping at Bed Bath & Beyond for us. I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> Let's bring him in and find out. I don't know. I don't know if this button that mysteriously showed up on the <laughs> desk here has something to do with it, but we'll let you explain. 
Yeah, we all got the Christmas bonus for the end of the year. So oh, that's pretty yeah. Jelly of the Month Club. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> and candles. So you'll be getting candles. Went out, we got a randomizer. Okay. Yeah, oh. it's the randomizer 3000. We didn't get to 2000. Three. The 3000. That's upgraded. good. Yeah, that's nice. The success of the Nod Pod, we got to upgrade <laughs> a little bit. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, what well, does this do? It's got preloaded questions, right? Okay. I think, let me see, 6,427 questions loaded wow. in this machine. Good grief. Yes. I can only do about half those today. Well, well we got a long show. <laughs> and uh, it's going to rotate through. you got a button out there. The button's uh, controlled yep. remotely. As soon as you hit that button, it's going to stop it right there. You two react to the question. Okay. Think that'll uh, work? Yeah. Yes. Who do you want maybe. to go first? Who's got the button right now? I, well, I'm holding it. But okay. He always has the go. button. But I'm only about four feet away from Chris. I can actually <laughs> just hand it to him. All right. I'll okay. Okay. We're spinning questions. the questions oh right goodness. now. All right. Ready? Boom. Wow, that worked. Would you rather be a star of a bad team or an average player on an elite team? Okay. Huh. Um, Either one. Is this uh, per, like professional? Can I ask clarifying questions? Yeah, we can make it or do I have to do I have to <laughs> let it rip again? No. Uh, is it professional? Professional, yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm a star of a bad team, then I, I'm probably making a little bit more money. Exactly. Uh, I, you know, look, I don't want to be selfish here, but you know, I'm not about championships. I'm about um, <laughs> retiring early. So I think I'm going to be the star on a bad team. And then I'll always have an excuse. Yeah. It's that guy's fault. Yep. Yeah. What yeah. about you? I don't say, same. Uh, give me the w place I can make the most money. But I'm then, there. but then, just like many people do, once I have, you know, I've made my generational wealth and taken care of my family and, right. and all the clinger-ons, then it would be, uh, it would be win a championship. Yeah. But I'll probably be too old and nobody will want me at well, that point. You were you were the star on a bad team. You can still open restaurants and, you know, have yeah. a have a yeah. you know good life. So yeah. you don't you don't need championships. Right. Litter rip. Let's go. Let's go. Give us the okay, next up. Generator. Up, Nick. Fire up the randomizer Random. and boom, right there. Okay. Would, would you, you rather watch a regular season game courtside or a game seven playoff game from the rafters? Wow, that's a good one. Regular season game. Well, it depends on the teams. That's uh, not even close to me. Why, right? why are you thinking you of this? Um, games, I would say game seven from the yeah, Raptors. Yeah, of course. Come yeah. on. Well, I was hit thinking of all these variables, right? Like in my court side when this is, you know, a really great matchup. And I probably think about this stuff too much. Yeah. Here, well, take this button I back. Think, yeah. All right, let's randomize it again. Yeah, no, you want to be in the playoffs. The games that matter. Oh, wait, I hear it now. Would you rather own the record for most points scored or most championships? I think you kind of answered this earlier. Another well, selfish. Well, no, I think I might deviate here. <laughs> this is where I'll show um, that I'm about the team. So I'm both. Uh, I want more championships. I mean, that would mean more to me than most points. Yeah. The, the only thing about the individual aspect of being the star on the team that I like is, you know, it's, it's being able to capitalize. Make the most money. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. There, there we are. Let's get to Not the heart of the discussion. <laughs> he wants the money. Now he wants the championships. I'm just trying to be smart. I agree with you, too, though. I'd rather have more championships than, yeah. than the yeah. biggest numbers. Okay, good. Okay, so we got one more. Can I have a non-sports question, please? Let's, just, Let's go see. randomizer. Give me history. Stuffing or dressing? Would you rather have a <laughs> shoe or It's still making award. the noise. We, we got an issue. Stop oh, did we, did we save the receipt on this? <laughs> this oh is the randomizer 1,000, I believe. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Would you rather have a shoe or an award named after you? Well, is you know there are awards for bad things too. Uh, let's go with a shoe. No, a shoe you live forever on the feet of the next generation. I'd definitely say yeah. a shoe. Plus, you get royalties for that, right? You don't get royalties for uh, having an award named after you. Mm. Like, did Johnny Unitas's family get money because there's a Johnny oh, Unitas? Now you're all about money. <laughs> yeah, I always was. I want the I want the award. I was the always awa- the award is going to last longer than the shoe. The award will last longer. If it's, a, if it's a prestigious award, it'll last longer than the show. How many people can tell us who John Heisman was? I don't know, but that's, no that's the point. How many people but that can is, tell me that what Jordans are? That is the point. No. That's how you, that's how you no. get, that's how you become eternal, is you have a shoe named after you. The Heisman has been around a little bit longer than Jordans. Uh, uh, no doubt, but but who Heisman knows? is synonymous with the best in college football. Are you kidding me? Jordan is synonymous with the best because in of what he did on the court, not necessarily because of his no, shoes. Because twelve-year-olds are buying his shoes. Twelve-year-olds uh, don't care about. Did you watch the Heisman been. ceremony last weekend? No. I did. I'm about you, to snub you. You like did. CJ Stroud. <laughs> you didn't watch yeah. it. Give me back that button. Take that. <laughs> All right. Save the receipt on that. BK. That was All a fun right. game. We'll play it again later. But we need to upgrade to the four thousand next time. <laughs> okay. It had that glitch in the system. Tick 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 tick. The random. Miser. Very good. All right. Uh, well, to watch full-length episodes of this here podcast, if uh, you haven't been randomized out of the, the trial selection at this point, uh, go to fox13news.com slash nodpod. Hit the QR code. It's on your screen right now. Uh, you can subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places where the audio is available. And, of course, you can find the show on social media as well. A big thanks to... Pete Alonso, the polar bear. Yes. And our new sponsor, Charlie's Steakhouse. <laughs> Charlie, for that wood-fired taste. He knew, he knew a lot. Yeah. I, we could have spent probably the entire interview just talking about food. I'm very hungry now. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's get a lunch, uh, a lunch steak. Can we do that? A poinsettia salad. I, I like it. Sounds very good. Until the next time we are on, there are no off days. I got to get uh, like a New York strip right about now. Oh, that would be so good. Medium rare. Yeah. Good bright peaks in our